Hello, I'm Dr. Brian Cole, your host for Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm particularly excited about today's episode as we will be speaking with one of the foremost leaders in the Chicago public school system, but I'm also going to discuss with you the Chicago Sports Summit, which is an annual event. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is brought to you by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Being your best means always getting better. Whether you're looking to improve performance, relieve chronic back pain, or restore mobility through minimally invasive joint replacement surgery, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush delivers results. Their specialists are top ranked in Illinois and among the nation's best, working together to make your recovery faster, more complete, and a seamless experience. They'll get you back to living pain-free, often without surgery, so you can be your best every day. Schedule an appointment online at rushortho.com. Enhanced Medical Nutrition. Enhanced Medical Nutrition builds clinical nutrition products to help patients prepare better and recover faster. The Ortho Nutrition Bundle is a four-week perioperative nutrition program containing their clinical-grade whey protein isolate and complex carbohydrate powder. Developed in collaboration with internationally renowned nutrition researchers and surgeons, the Ortho Nutrition Bundle is designed to maintain muscle, support wound healing, and improve the recovery experience. To learn more, please visit www.emn.health. Karen Malkin Health Counseling. Have you tried Karen Malkin's new protein brownie bar and superfood bars? They're the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's protein brownie bars and superfood bars available on Amazon and at karenmalkin.com. Vericell. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L.com. Welcome back to Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm Dr. Brian Cole, your host. And today we have an exciting episode. With this podcast, I want to first invite you to experience the Chicago Sports Summit. This is a live stream event that will be featured each Tuesday night in October. Now, this summit is an annual event. We created it in 2016. You know, it came upon the heels of this realization of how lucky we are as sports doctors to have so many relationships with athletes, their team management, sports science companies, and others in the world of sports. And I realized that we had a very important opportunity to do something special and actually permanently for some of these young individuals who participate in sports. So we created the Chicago Sports Summit Foundation. Now, each year, the summit features new conversations with interesting people in sports for the purpose of raising money for research and for organizations that support youth in Chicago. So this year is a special event. We'll be fundraising for a non-for-profit called Good Sports. Now, this organization actually provides sports equipment and services to underserved students in Chicago. And as sports doctors and parents, I think we really understand the importance of keeping our kids active and focused. Now, certainly my episode listeners of this podcast can join us by becoming a sponsor of the summit or actually by watching any of the four summit episodes. And these will be live streamed on Tuesday evenings in October. This year's lineup is actually pretty terrific. We're excited to feature interviews with Crane Kenny, who's the president and CEO of the Chicago Cubs, Ishwara Shrain, who's the president of the Chicago Fire Soccer Club, Matt Kalish, who's the co-founder and president of DraftKings, and shortly 
We'll be speaking with Mickey Pruitt. Now, Mickey Pruitt is the director of athletics for the Chicago Public School System. He's been with the Chicago Public School System for 24 years. And he will also be featured with a mutual friend of ours, Solomon Wilcott. Solomon Wilcott is an NFL media analyst and a former NFL player. So if you want to learn more about the Chicago Sports Summit, please go to the website, chicagosportssummit.com. You'll find lots of information on how to become a sponsor or how to tune into any of the Summit episodes. So thanks for watching and listening, and uh, I look for forward to seeing some of you on the Tuesday evenings in October for our annual Chicago Sports Summit event. So now we're going to get into the, to our podcast. And one of the things that's very near and dear to my heart living in Chicago, especially being on the uh, in the medical district on the near west side at Rush, is our recognition of how youth sports has become a pivotal and very critical element uh, for sustaining really uh, everything from self-esteem, mental health, physical health, and actually improving the prospects of some of our high school students to get into colleges. I remember uh, years ago when uh, Derek Rose was with us in the Chicago Bulls, and Derek grew up in a very challenging community in the southwest side of Chicago. And we used to talk about how the only way he was able to actually get out of there uh, from Englewood was to work with a family from Hyde Park with AAU basketball to actually pick him up and take him to Hyde Park or take him to some of these basketball events. Um, and it is his feeling if he didn't have basketball, he had a, 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 a significant likelihood that he may never have made it out of his neighborhood. And he had several of his friends, unfortunately, that were subject to gang violence. And that was a common thing. And it is a common thing. And one of the things that we've come to realize is that high school sports is just so insanely important. There's nearly 8 million students each year that participate in high school sports. And nearly 60% of them will participate in at least one team sport. Now, the statistics change. In urban areas, only 33% actually participate. And uh, there's this trend, this downward trend of physical activity, sustainable physical activity on a daily basis. And one of the independent variables that's particularly important is poverty. And Children who are age 6 to 17 who are in an impoverished setting are far less likely to participate in sports. Their academic grades uh, will suffer. Conversely, if they participate in high school sports, it has a positive correlation with, with athletic achievement. Uh, in fact, ac academic achievement scores are at least 6% higher for students who actually participate in sports. They're actually more likely to go on to get bachelor degrees uh, when participating in high school sports after college. Um, one of the things that we've also recognized is that test scores improve. Uh, cognitive uh, uh, thinking actually improves. Uh, participation in sports results in uh, lower dropout rates. They have higher self-esteem, greater involvement, overall sense of well-being, lower suicide rates. I mean, it just goes on and on to emphasize the importance of high school sports. So that turns me to our guest on this episode of Sports Medicine Weekly, who is Mickey Pruitt. Now, Mickey has a very important job, and I want him to tell us a bit about his job because he has been the director of athletics for Chicago Public Schools for at least seven years and been in the Chicago school system for nearly 24 years. And I will tell you, as an orthopedic surgeon living in the, uh, in, in our, in the Chicago community, we frequently see these young adults. And, with, when, and we see them in a setting where when they get injured, they get taken out of sport. We recognize that if they're not treated properly and efficiently, that their chances of getting through high school, getting into college, doing something important and meaningful will go down exponentially. So Mickey, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I uh, look forward to this as, a, as, as something that's preemptive to our, our uh, Chicago Sports Summit in October. And uh, welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly. 
Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Cole. It's, it's a blessing to be here, and I'm glad um, we get a chance to meet each other. Tell me, you know, I was in, I had tried to reach you a couple of years ago. We were working to create a uh, vehicle for inner city kids to get access to high quality care. Uh, there are some requirements. I understand you can educate me that they have have to have some access to health care. So if they don't have, for example, commercial insurance, the kids in the, in the Chicago public schools, they have to have some, whether it's Medicaid or other, some some ability to access health care. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is fair to say. We um, in the Chicago public schools, we do uh, insure them at a certain point, but they have to have some type of insurance to get some kind of treatment if they um, have any injuries or something like that. And when I cite those statistics about how important uh, sports are, I mean, I have to imagine that resonates with you. When you think about the importance of your job, you know, just give me a sense of sort of scale. How many schools do you oversee and how many students are participating in sports? Well, it's a lot. I mean, you, you look at it, we have, a, um, with charter schools, we have over 120 high schools and over uh, 500 elementary schools that we oversee with sports. Um, roughly, we're trying to get the numbers up as far as with um, participation, but it's probably around, could be 15, 20,000 students that uh, participate um, maybe on the elementary and then we got another 15, 20,000 that might participate on high school level. But that's slow. You, you look at how many student, students we have in the Chicago public schools, um, we're trying to get those numbers up because we know how important sports is to a lot of people and what it could do to uh, students um, at, at those grades. Do you get a lot of FaceTime with some of these students at the different schools? Yeah, sometimes I go out to schools and talk to the student athletes um, about the importance of just being active. And, and being a, uh, participating around some type of sport. It, 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 the thing about it, students don't have to play the sport. They, they, they want to be around it. And the avenues that we want to give them to be just around sports um, is, is critical because they could be a manager. They could be a, 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 a trainer, try to be a trainer at, at some point. But, you know, being... A student athlete is very important in high school. And then we try to bring it on down to the elementary level, whereas the participation has to be a little bit higher because that's the growing phase for the high school um, uh, high schools to recruit and get um, students to play sports. What, what do you think some of the biggest challenges have been uh, to get students involved? Is it the fact that they just don't, you know, some of the statistics show that they're not involved because they just don't think they're good enough or maybe they have a very challenging family environment that doesn't that doesn't support uh, their active involvement. What, what have you seen as some of the biggest challenges and how do you address those? Well, I think the biggest challenge is they have a lot of other things to do. You know, they got the PlayStations and stuff like that. They got these phones that they always on. We're trying to um, get away from that uh, and trying to create more sports for the students which they could be involved in. Like, this year, last year, we created girl flag football for girls and stuff like that on the high school level. Um, and we're trying to implement sports that um, students will enjoy. Batman, we, we, we brought in two years ago. And sports that um, we think that um, students will participate in. 
Um, some of the, the major sports that's always there, a lot of students um, shy away from because they don't think they're as good as they should be. Yeah. Uh, we need to teach a little bit better for us as coaches on that level so we could get these students to participate because they do shy away if they don't get the the, the uh, training that they need, um, they will not come out or just quit the team. Have you, um, are, what What are the main sports that are now offered in the Chicago Chicago public school system? Well, we have, um, of course, football, basketball, soccer. Um, we have volleyball. We have lacrosse. We have um, um, swimming, uh, water polo, um, track and field, cross country, um, like I said, girls flag football, um, badminton, um, and a number of others, um, I think a couple of other sports that we have that um, the students participate in. Now um, we have esports coming into uh, the, the, the school. So we kind of, you know, we can kind of get some students that go to esports because that's what they do at home. Right. Um, which um, hopefully it won't take away from the traditional sports. Um, those students that go there and, and leave us from um, the traditional sports that we have. Yeah, the eSport uh, side of it has absolutely exploded, and we've talked about uh, uh, featuring that topic in at the uh, Chicago Sports Summit as well. Uh, Alex Soroka, our producer, is really knowledgeable about it, and it's something we'll, a lot of people still are not familiar with, but it is a, it is a going concern for yes. sure. You know, yes. I uh, yes. I first uh, learned of you. You know, as I mentioned, I tried to reach out a few years ago because we were looking to help access, mm-hmm. provide access. It's something I do want to talk to you about further because, I, you know, when you think about it, if uh, so you, you know, I cited some of those statistics and the likelihood of uh, not dropping out, of, uh, uh, of uh, maintaining self esteem, and um, you know, even as some things as dramatic as suicide rates, which are lower in those who participate in sports. All of those things are so insanely important. And when I was speaking with uh, Solomon Wilcott, who's uh, he and I did a, a, a Super Bowl radio row on a, a Monday uh, this year, and mm-hmm. we had such a good time. And then he told me he was friends with you. So I was just curious. Uh, uh, you're a former collegiate level football player. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Well, how, how, played, how did you guys um, know each other from uh, from college days? Yeah, college days. We um, he was he was a freshman. He was a sophomore when I became his freshman and stuff like that. And he was very supportive. We in the same fraternity, um, which I pledged him uh-huh. um, before. <laughs> so we have a lot of. Um, matter of fact, we're gonna be together for um, five days. We're going on a um, trip. Nice, a guys' trip um, to. Um, so we could just relax and, and talk about things, what we did in college. Yeah. And I know that he's also giving you know, a lot of his time for, to, to youth and so forth. And I think the, 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 one of the biggest things, and I think back to high school sports, I played football and is the role model aspect. And uh, that was what you know, he and I had a lot of time downtime when we were at the Super Bowl. And we talked about the importance of role models for these these young children, or they're not children, they're young adults. And I know that you go down to the elementary school level, which is also critically important. And I think the other aspect is, you know, Title IX has been obviously pervasive and it's gone down at every level. And I was fascinated to see the statistics that from, a, from an equity point of view, we do overall pretty well with, with uh, equality if, in terms of participation in boys and girls or men and women in, in, in high school sports. But I don't know what the statistics are in the Chicago public school system. Do you have a sense of how things kind of shake out on the equity side? 
Yeah, um, like we said, it, it's getting closer. That's why we bring in sports that um, involve um, more females. Yeah. Um, and because they don't, they see cheer and pomp. They don't see that in those numbers as far as with Title Nine. but we trying to curve them to get those numbers because we have a lot of cheer and pomp and, and uh, student athletes. We 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 make them as a student athlete, not just you know they don't think they're a student athlete because they do perform right and stuff like that. And that's why we brought badminton in. That's why we brought um, girl flag football in, so we could kind of um, catch up far as with equity, far as with sports for boys and girls. How how is the access to sort of the coaching staff and athletic directors and you know all those things? Who are what the infrastructure? I mean, Chicago obviously is any 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 city is challenged economically, and Chicago maybe unfortunately more challenged than others. What's your sense? Yeah, of access to the resources you need on the personnel level and even on the equipment level and so forth. Yeah, we are challenged a little bit with. Um, we just um, approved that um, all schools will have full-time athletic directors. Um, our athletic directors was part-time. Now they're full-time. So that that's great. Um, we're still lacking on coaches because a lot of coaches don't want to coach now because of COVID. Um, we lost a lot of coaches. Um, we have to we have to build that up the coaching um, arena up just because we don't have enough coaches to coach all our student athletes. Um, one thing, um, Dr. Gold, that um, I'm glad you did call and stuff like that on this podcast is we have um, brought athletic trainers trying to get them to every school. We never had that that's before. amazing, and and that's one thing that's very critical for us. Which I know what you wanted to talk about a couple of years ago, yeah. the access to mm-hmm. to um, student athletes getting the, the, the need and care that they have um, for us with injuries. This will help out a lot. And, and, and once we get this in place, which is going to be in place this year, we're going as a, a pilot, but we're going to try to service all our high schools that we can get. Now it's going to have to trickle down to elementary at, at some point. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. I, I remember, so I did my training at a place called the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York. And so we all had our high schools to cover. And I used, I covered an inner city school. It was, it was actually, they had turf. It was an amazing turf on the uh, Upper East Side of Manhattan. But mm-hmm. literally, there was no trainers. Like first day, like these kids had, it was football. So, they, so I was assigned my football team in the public school. They had basically duct tape holding the sole of their shoe to the top of the shoe, mm. some of these kids, you know, first aid was basically, a, you know, ice from a, from a soda drink and a quarter to go to a payphone to call EMS. <laughs> you know, there was just nothing in between. It was, it was awful. And the concept of having an athletic trainer uh, to initiate, you know, it's important because it actually helps to triage some of these things too, because when kids get injured, it's tough to assess the severity of it. And most of the things are just bumps, bruises, and sprains, right? And they don't need mm-hmm. high level things, but it's very hard. If you don't have a properly trained individual, it's very difficult uh, for them to, to assess, mm-hmm. Hey, this is something that needs to go to the ER, needs to see a doc, or let's, you know, it's, it's ice and maybe, you know, splinting or, or, or an ACE or compression and having a knowledgeable person there will, I think be a game changer, you know, and, 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 you know, after, you know, you and I, I hope will speak offline, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's an enormous medical community in Chicago, 
And you know, one of the things that would be really interesting is to sit down and figure out how to promote, uh, how to how to improve access. Because the thing that that is stunning to me is that if something is neglected, I mean, we could take something simple, for example, you've probably had some really, you know, look, not all these kids are going to be professional athletes, very few will ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just about that. It's about staying active during high school. So if they get injured early, um, all those statistics go upside down. And so in my mind, you know, having access to quality and immediate access to quality care, independent of financial status, being underinsured or uninsured is something that is absolutely critical. The, the, the key thing is in place. These kids are in school, right? And mm-hmm. so yes. you've got an amazing audience here that you can keep maintaining integrity. So I think that harnessing our healthcare system here in a positive way, uh, the benefits of it cannot be underestimated. So I think it's a conversation that I definitely want to have with you offline. Um, it yes. doesn't take much to do the things that we do. You know, when you think about it, I mean, mm-hmm. a kid who tears his ACL, if it's misdiagnosed and he continues to have instability, ends up having additional damage, meniscus or cartilage tears, things like that, for something that's really correctable. But because maybe they, maybe it was an environment at home where, you know, they, were, they didn't understand how to navigate the healthcare system, it wasn't picked up, they ignored it, it's not that painful, so we just sweep it under the rug and they're like, well, I don't really want to participate in sports, I'm not good enough, when there's actually a correctable mm-hmm. problem. That stuff happens. And I've taken care of, I, you know, I'd venture to say over 25 years, probably over a thousand Chicago public school kids. And they're not all surgical. They're, they're, in fact, most of them aren't. So having an athletic trainer and then having a conduit to get access, because usually athletic trainers now will have direct conduits to get access to physicians. That's, a, that's an mm-hmm. amazing start. And that's something that I, you know, I think you and I should continue a conversation because, look, there's, there's not a lot we can control in the environment these kids are in, right? And there's just right. just look at what's happening in, in, in Chicago itself. And I, I sort of like it, look at this as this the best preventative medicine we could do is to encourage kids to get involved in sports. You show them the opportunities they have, um, show them good role models so that they can say, hey, I can do this. And this isn't all about just being an athlete afterwards. They may want to be trainers. They want to may go and they want right. to be a you know a, an agent for sports. They may want to go into sports law. Mm-hmm. They want to be maybe on a broadcaster. Um, I had a young man that we hosted uh, or that we met recently because we're very involved with Mercy Home in Chicago. Uh, this kid was 15 years old and he emceed this fundraiser we had downtown. He spoke way better than, certainly better than me uh, at uh, up at the podium. And he does the side job is, uh, is uh, doing uh, radio. He does the radio show or the radio work at the school, you know, and he's also an athlete. So it's just, there's so much fertile ground here and like in, and, and it's a place that we can make a huge difference. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Just and that's why I started off earlier is we we want to try to get students become uh, student athletes to become other things because we know they're not, not going to make the pros like I did or like Solomon did. But, you know, they have interest in staying around sports. Um, officiating is, is low right now. We need officials for sports. Like I said, we need trainers. That's low right now. We need trainers for sports, um, broadcasters. Everything is low right now, so we have to try to build it up in high school so they can know these avenues, see these avenues that they can go in, even if they're not playing the sport itself. Um, but that's a big thing that we had to kind of get into the schools to let these students know that, hey, if, if you're not playing sports, if, if you're not going to go on to play the sport that you love, you can still be around it. Um, and do something 
that's positive um, for the game itself. Mickey, let me ask you a couple questions about you. I'm really interested. Where did you grow up? In Chicago, right in Brainerd Park. And where did you go on the south where side? Where did you go to high school? Robeson High School. And then, so you played you played high school football, and then mm-hmm. you were scholarship at University of Colorado, or CU. CU. Yes. Uh, yeah, University of Colorado, Colorado. Yes, yeah. CU. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, where did you play after that? I played with Chicago Bears for three years, three? and then Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, for um, two years. And if I, if you got to put you up against uh, Solomon, who's gonna? If you guys got to go in a circle and go against each other, who's gonna? You know, <laughs> I remember we used to have the. Uh, they don't do it anymore, but there was a drill that we used to do in football. It was a bull in the ring. Bull in the ring, ring. Yes. Yeah, and that's how we always determined who was going to start on Saturday was who can push the guy out of the circle. You guys are obviously played different positions, I bet, right? We, I played safety. He was the corner and stuff right, like so that. So I don't think – he didn't want to go against me. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we're on the show together. We, we, we had a conversation in August. <laughs> what if you had to do it now? What if you had to have like a turkey bowl on Thursday on the and things well, you guys he, all came together again? What would happen? No, he have he he have me now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look forward. To, I give I give up on that one. <laughs> well, I look forward to uh, having uh, we three on a, on a, on our uh, at the uh, Chicago Sports Summit in October together. I'm really yeah, looking forward gonna, to that. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be it great. It is. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to uh, thank you for uh, joining me on this episode, and uh, you have a re- very very important job. Um, you know, I think about the impact that we each can have on people and you're getting individuals at the most formidable ages. And, um, you know, I can't think of a more important role. I mean, obviously the academics is important, but when yeah. you don't have sports for some of these kids, the academics can go to zero. So um, I just I think it's terrific right. what you're doing. And I know you've been very successful and um, I, I look forward to looking for opportunities to imp- improve your programming. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, um, I just want to, again, thank you and uh, ask our uh, listeners to this episode to check out the uh, Chicago Sports Summit website uh, as, again, this is an annual event and we raise money for inner, inner, inner city programming. Um, and uh, the, this year we're going to raise money for uh, good sports. And this is uh, an important one. It's relevant to this discussion. It provides sports equipment and services to underserved students in Chicago. And um uh, we hope that you'll tune in. And if you're even interested in being a sponsor, just check out the sponsors page at the uh, ChicagoSportsSummit.com website. And to those uh, avid uh, regular listeners of Sports Medicine Weekly, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode uh, for Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review. Make sure to also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Net proceeds from Sports Medicine Weekly go to support research at Rush University Medical Center in the Department of Orthopedics. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is brought to you by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Being your best means always getting better. Whether you're looking to improve performance, relieve chronic back pain, or restore mobility through minimally invasive joint replacement surgery, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush delivers results. Their specialists are top ranked in Illinois and among the nation's best, working together to make your recovery faster, more complete, and a seamless experience. They'll get you back to living pain-free, often without surgery, so you can be your best every day. Schedule an appointment online at rushortho.com. Enhanced Medical Nutrition. 
Enhanced Medical Nutrition builds clinical nutrition products to help patients prepare better and recover faster. The Ortho Nutrition Bundle is a four-week perioperative nutrition program containing their clinical-grade whey protein isolate and complex carbohydrate powder. Developed in collaboration with internationally renowned nutrition researchers and surgeons, the Ortho Nutrition Bundle is designed to maintain muscle, support wound healing, and improve the recovery experience. To learn more, please visit www.emn.health. Karen Malkin Health Counseling. Have you tried Karen Malkin's new protein brownie bar and superfood bars? They're the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's protein brownie bars and superfood bars available on Amazon and at karenmalkin.com. Vericell. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L.com.